Hey, everybody. I'm Michael Govier, co-host of the First Day Pod, along with Leanne. Hello. We had on John Legiza for this episode, and this guy is incredibly, incredibly unique and fascinating. He's going to give you a bunch of tips on wealth management, his lessons from addiction, food-related or drug-related, plus goal-setting and structuring your life. It's really fantastic stuff. Just want to let you know, though, there's a few bad words that are mixed in the pod throughout. So, word of caution, if there's children around or somebody who should not hear bad words, we wanted to give you guys the warning prior to the start of the show. This is part three in the three-parter with John Legiza, and we really hope you enjoy this final chapter in this amazing trilogy. Thanks. I don't want another me around. Oh God, you know, like so I'm glad. Well, no, but I mean, maybe it's the same. I, I would never speak for a dynamic, although I love. Man, you guys just look really happy. You have a great flow. The chemistry is obvious. You know what I mean? It kind of comes off the screen. So I don't. Oh, I don't like to speak for people because you never know. Although you guys kind of co- remind me very much of my wife and I, where like we really don't fight at all. Sometimes I joke around like, "You want to fight?" Like to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> we don't. Like, yeah, I mean, you guys live together too. We don't. Yeah, like I'm, it's just you know what, man. That's even more good impressive. Attitudes, good attitudes are contagious. And you wouldn't put yourself in that situation, John. You see, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're taking care of your own self. You wouldn't be with somebody where you were fighting. Because yeah. that's... Why would you oh, want to I'm be so with somebody... Where... you said that. Because I think one of the most important things I wanted to mention that I didn't was something that, that, that Lee mentioned. And it was surrounding yourself. What you, what you surround yourself with. Right. Mm-hmm. And back to the story I said before. Um, I used to... I used to pride myself on being a bit of a chameleon. I would say it, you know, I'm in the street doing crazy shit, you know, cursing and talking about absurd things, slang. Like you wouldn't even, you'd be like, Oh, John, right. that's not, not you. And that's, you could, sl- and, you could fit it anywhere. And then I hit the classroom and it's, you know, buttoned up and you've seen, I, it reflects in a little bit of my work. Some of my work is kind of academic in, it really is. I do research papers that are more like math papers, you know, and I, I think people frankly are surprised that I, I look stupid and I sound stupid, you know, but I'm not, but I look it and I sound it, but whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, Judge me at your own peril. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I also hour. Work myself, right? Not to, not to, not to judge people, but, right. um, so the surrounding is really important, but I think, oh my gosh, another great quote. Here we go. Oh man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to spell it. Cause I don't know if I could spell, oh man, I think it's Nietzsche. Ah, um, yes. Yeah. Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Some people say Nietzsche. It's always debated. It's so dumb. Yes, yes, Who yes. Who cares how you say his name? And in when you gaze, and when you gaze long enough into an abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. And and that, yo, that is some seriously compelling, you know, six words or whatever. I I I notice this myself. Be careful wearing the different hats. It almost becomes like an into deep. You know, you got to be careful because when you stare into the abyss for too long, you may become the abyss. I've noticed it myself following politics. So, I mean, politics <laughs> is extremely toxic as it is oh and particularly gosh. for me. So, I am truly 
an originalist when it comes to politics. And I know this yeah. because in a room full of conservatives, I am slanted as a progressive liberal. And then around progressive liberals, I'm a far right, you know, racist or whatever, whatever it is, whatever the, whatever the term of the day is to insult people that you disagree with. Sure. And to me, that just validates I'm right. Like, that's how I know I'm right. <laughs> well, that's an interesting way to look at it. I can respect that. Me and Leanne don't, we don't have politics in our relationship. We just, that's like, good. We don't, there's no, they don't, they have no value to our own existence, in my opinion. The only thing yeah. they can do is hurt us, in the, and that's how I, I see it. There's a couple good quotes I know also, man. I'm, I'm dropping them like bombs, but right, they're always, a lot of times a single, you know, a single kind of phrase can galvanize thoughts, right? Um, Shit, I love, well, except when you lose your train of thought. But maybe <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe well, you say you, when you're better. staring at the abyss, you mean like you're not oh, right. connected with good people? Is that what that means? Like well, you're, you're losing yourself because you're just set, pushing everybody away. Right. Well, no, no. In this example, the abyss doesn't have to be bad. The abyss is not bad in this example. The abyss oh. is is just compelling. So if you, if you hang out in the street too long, be careful lest you become it, right? And you don't represent uh, yourself in a proper way. Be careful in academia, lest you lose your sharpness. You know, um, particularly with politics in academia right now, uh, science, which is supposed to be perpetually questioned by definition almost. Now the new thing is, no, science is settled. And I'm like, well, you're an idiot. There is no, you can't settle science. It doesn't work that way. So the second you tell me that you're settling science, triage moment, you are, your, your way of thinking is broken. I don't think I could fix it. So I just kind of let those toxic, negative, politically driven people. Oh, that was the quote I was going to get to is one of them is politics is downstream from culture. And another one is you create your own politics. So um, right now, man, I want to do this without pissing anybody off because I really don't have much political affiliation. My political affiliation is to my family. You know what I'm saying? It's. Sure. And my wallet. And pretty much my neighbors, you know, it's weird. It really is. Like, I don't, I wouldn't stop to ask to defend somebody if I wanted to know their thoughts on amnesty, you know, or like immigration. You know, you're supposed, <laughs> you're supposed to defend people, right? And good ideas should prevail. But right now we have this silencing of, a, of opinions. So it's yes. really especially dangerous. And that'll circle back to what I meant about what I said before about institutions and, and governments, people is. Uh, it, <laughs> Just, just don't get your information from institutions right now. If it's, if it has the word "world" in front of it, don't listen to it. If it has the word like "national" or "united," or just, just don't bother with those things. They, they're corrupted by money. They have an agenda, and you'll find out that the drug study you read is sponsored by the people who make it. You know, and it's exactly. Like, what is a you know? It just is just broken. It's just broken fundamentally, and you would never you know attach yourself to these things in real life. With any oh, kind you, of yeah, you right. might not like. I think it's over. I mean, Leanne's Canadian, oh, so she. Sure. I would love to move there and become a Canadian because this place is it's over, man. I really think it's well, just kind of done. Again, my 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 counter, of course, would be you make your own politics. So I know people who live where I am who say this is a progressive liberal hellhole and they're taking all of our freedoms. And, so, and then I've heard people say the other thing. You know, we need to snuff out. White supremacy, I, whatever the hell that means. I don't know what it means anymore. I don't know what it means. Yeah, but um, my thoughts have nothing to do with either of those. They don't. Yeah, well, they I don't put myself in those categories. Well, right, right. But here, so here we go. So you create your own politics. Maybe Mike Landia, you know, uh, Govierberg is just a place where people are next to each other. 
Sounds good to Holy me. Crap. What a sick idea. That's the politics here. The politics ideas are allowed is, to flourish. Is we look out for one another. Um, health and prosperity at the paramount, at the forefront. Mm-hmm. And the rest kind of takes care of itself, right? We should be able to disagree on things without fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you notice, I pointed out particularly the the word white supremacist and racist. If you're using those terms, uh, even if they work in the term, I would, I would discard it because there are a lot of smart people like me who think you're an idiot just for going down that road. If you're going to... Yeah. If you're going to put 65 million people in a certain basket one way or the other, um, you've probably lost the game. The, the you're, you're not going to understand politics. And what I, what's funny is that's where it got me. Um, I got into politics to, to learn trading, right? So here we go. What was the hell was that rant about? It was about these people beginning and needing to know, man, how do I make money? How do I get started? What do I do? Yes. So I wanted to be good at trading the market is downstream from politics. So you got to get learning into politics and you kind of learn how inconsequential a lot of it is. And if anyone wants to challenge me on this, um, again, I, I only push the stuff that I, I can bring the receipts to and will whatever you, you tell me what you think matters, whatever news story, presidential, whatever you think matters. And we'll open up the futures market. So the futures market is somewhere that I would, I would suggest people go to start their first business in trading. Um, because, you actually don't have to use real money at first. You know, you could do it on paper and see if you can succeed and then take it forward. And it's also a very low risk venture. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, listen, sometimes Wall Street in their infinite greed opens up cool opportunities for us, the little guy. They don't do it because they like us. They do it because they want our money. But hey, man, whatever. If You know, you're going up against the, the bear. It's a fair game. But what I was getting at is, so in the futures market, it runs 23 and a half hours a day, except for weekends. It's a purely cash market, and you don't have to invest anything to be a part of it. Meaning, generally, let's say, Mike, you wanted to buy an Apple stock. You need $2,000 to buy a share of Apple, and now you get paid on the movement of that price. Okay? Man, 2000 bucks just to get in the game. And I mean, I like blue chips, but blue chips move slowly, which can be a good thing depending on your written plan and what your goals are. Right? But if you're short on money, and you really and you need that money, 2000 bucks towards an Apple stock, not the greatest idea. Here's how futures work. You keep your $2,000. You enter the trade. And you get paid. then you get paid on the movement. But the movement comes off the balance. I'm going to be going to break it down for you guys. It's worth it's worth learning about these things. Right? You have to get into the right. We're going to get into the muck a little bit. You're going to have to be uncomfortable around me sometimes because we're learning. Right. We're going to change our life. How do you so, get into it, though? Um, You, you sign up for free. You go through again. I I use TD Ameritrade. Exchange, also, yeah. Robinhood, if you want, whatever. I suggest so. TD Ameritrade because we're all friends. I am experienced. Let's say that I have a lot of experience, and I'd be glad to help you guys. Another reason why trading is so great is unlike fantasy, where Michael and I's cash are in direct competition. There's that word. Um, we can trade together and celebrate together, right? Mm. You and I can truly share work against the evil Wall Street beast. And if that's a motivating factor for you, then all the power to it. Um, I like the idea of more eyes on it. So this isn't like I'm telling you about some secret. No, join the team. I often talk about creating a culture of fishermen on my show. And what I mean is, you know, back to the old adage, right? You give him a fish, he eats a day, you teach him to fish, and he fishes for a life. I don't even want a fisherman. I want a culture of fishermen, right? And a, a, a system of apprenticeship of fishing 
where everybody just fishes and you feel like you can put your feet up because you have such confidence in Mike's day fishing that he'll tell you, Johnny, this is the point. This is what we're going to do. Bing, bang, boom. We're going to make some money and move on. So it takes a village sometimes. And this is one of those times. Okay. Let's get back to the cash market and why it's so important. So the cash market and future market is the same thing? No, no, right. The futures market is a cash market. Sometimes okay. it's just it's a, yeah. as a, okay. So I like to use the S&P 500, right? It's a very general. People are very familiar with it. It's in all the news. You could follow it, right? It's very digestible. What Meaning, would be an alternative, though, just for the hell of it? Uh, well, there's like the Dow Jones, which kind of moves at a different right. increment. NASDAQ like, is for... Then there's the right, the NASDAQ. There's also the Russell. Or you could be in... Um, all commodities have futures. So like you could... Get into lean hogs. Pork bellies. Sugar, pork bellies. Yeah, whatever. But again, um, you, it's very important to pick your game because you want to learn as much about it as possible. The reason I say S&P is because if you just follow, even for a week, you'll get a, an idea of the, the movements, of the natural. Remember I said signal versus noise, right? The, the fluctuations. What's natural? What's what's unnatural? And you'll have an idea of of. Just how it works, you know, how fast it moves, how much it might move altogether. And the way this game works is this. So, again, right, we're looking at the chart. It's open all day. You don't even have to wait. You could, Mike, I have made my, I learned how to trade futures at nighttime while everyone was sleeping. It's open at two or three in the morning. You could try and make five bucks if you want and get out, you know. So, you enter a trade. And then, like I said, so it's going to move on the way the price moves. So, if you get in, let's use, uh, it's at a thousand, right? Nice even number, and it moves a point. They actually move a quarter point at a time. It used to be fifty dollars a point. So every quarter point is twelve dollars and fifty cents. And if this thing jumps six points at a time, you're you're in a hole for three hundred bucks, and you might you know freak out and lose it. The good people at J.P. Morgan and Bilderberg, <laughs> the New World Order, um, provided us with what they called the micro. Okay, so if you hear people say ES minis, okay, so ES is the mini S and P futures. Now there's a micro ES, and anybody out there, um, it's a backslash, then M E S is the ticker. So you can go physically look this thing up. It. It, it mirrors slash ES is the big boy. That's the $50 point one. That one I will play in from time to time, but you need cash and you need cojones and you need to know what you're doing. I don't I don't suggest it. I do suggest the micro. Hold on, Mike. Hold on one second. We're going to get there. Hold on. The micro is one-tenth of that. So a quarter point is now $1.25 and a point is five bucks. So, wow. There's two different I mean, ones there? That Let's say that again about the tickers. There's two different yeah, yeah, yeah. tickers. No, dude, awesome, awesome. Because I'm hoping that at a certain point you're cutting me off. I don't care about time. Even if we have to make this a three-parter. Um, <laughs> questions. Because the questions you're asking are, are likely what people have. Again, I, my own self-auditing, I know it's a lot. I could just be a lot. And sometimes we have to whoop, slot, go back, and it's fine. Okay. Right? Tickers move up and down. That's the essence. The right. reason why this game is so appealing is you don't have to take a claim at first. You don't have to stake a claim. You you stake your cash balance. You know what I mean? So you have to bring cash to the casino, but you don't have to put it on the table. Meaning, if you jump in a trade and it immediately goes in your favor, you could cash it out, and that's it. You take the money. That's it. Your 2000 was never – that's it. It was just not there. How is that possible? It's, it's, a cash, like, it's a purely cash market. It's a cash – the cash is collateral in case you get eviscerated. 
because Mark, listen, has it, has it ever just jumped 100 points? No, it doesn't really do that. In theory, could it? Yes. So they make sure that you have cash collateral to back yourself to make sure you don't get crushed. And they let you, you can also, of course, trade multiples. You know, you could buy five and then sell three, add two, sell one, add two. You know what I mean? And it's, it moves light and fast. But the idea I was getting at is this. Usually there's a limit to start an account, but it's probably like 500 bucks. You know, you could also start it and then never intend to use it. You could just start it because you need that and tell yourself, well, I only have 250 of this. You know, let's even say I have 100. I have $100 to, to, to play with. Now, if you don't have $100 to start trading, you need $100. And if you don't have $100, then you have to go back to the step before, which is maybe you need to take the fork of hourly wage labor, right? Work out an hourly wage while you cut back on all your spending to create um, uh, a savings to fund this venture, right? Mm -hmm. Remember, the answer, my answers are never easy, okay? I don't have those. I don't I do not do that. I wish I did. I wish I did. I don't know those answers. And if you have it, I'll be happy. The answers I have to being not 40 and not working is lots and lots of good decisions, always putting decisions under the microscope, and I've eliminated all premium spending from my portfolio, if you call it. You know, I often, that's what I was getting at. I lost the training that we're back with the apprenticeship. Um, I see my apprentice and the kid's drinking a Snapple, and I'd say, that's a bad choice. And you say, why? Should I have gotten the strawberry lemonade? You know, it's, no, not that. <laughs> Moron, the snap. You know, you you paid. You know what? You got something. To, what? You got something against iced tea? This guy's got a problem with lemonade. No, it's it's that you paid for the snapple at the very end of the production chain. It passed through ten hands already. Mm -hmm. You could go to Costco and pay half for the same snapple. It's not even like I'm here. I'm not. Again, remember the Nikes, okay? Remember the white shirt. Remember the Nikes. The white shirt is stupid. The Nikes is okay. It's functional and it works. If you love Snapple, then you drink Snapple. I'm not telling you that you have to drink uh, Special K, whatever Kirkland brand. Oh, well, I should. I'm sorry, Costco. I love Kirkland brand. I'm sorry. I really do. I, Who I, doesn't? I, I we all do. I love. Yeah, yeah. We all. I should. God, I meant to say Crasdale. Crasdale is the no frills brand that we have here. Um. So, yeah, Mike, that's the index, but you'd be looking for futures. It's a, they're a little harder to find the slash uh, ES ticker. Futures are a little more specialized, but, but, but regardless. Okay. regardless I'll um, just try to give people a visual okay, example. So, of so to the Snapple, here's a perfect example. If you paid $1.50 for your Snapple, but you could get it at Costco, you don't even have to sign up for Costco. Find somebody to order for you if, it's that, if it means that much to you. And here is your first piece of wealth. Bam! The money you saved on Snapple is the first thing that goes in the milk jar, in the cookie jar, wherever you put your money. And the second we get to 100 bucks, you're going to get in the market. First thing, snap. Can we apply that to other things? Uh, on a In the construction trades, coffee break is a, right, they get a break in the morning. Me, I own a home, I own my car, I do pretty well, and I bring my coffee from home. Did you just pay $5 for a cup of coffee? Don't this guy say something against Starbucks? No, I don't have something against Starbucks. I have something yeah. against paying, yeah. paying 5,000% premiums. Okay? That's what I have to do. I'm allergic to premiums. You want that? You pay for that. And if you ever come to me wondering why you're broke with a Starbucks coffee cup in your hand, don't even talk to me. Get, ah, get, the end love starbucks no, the whole family loves starbucks my point is not to alienate or isolate it's not and i feel 
Man, I feel bad. I don't. No, no, I always it's ask them that. I, I always ask Leah. I'm like, okay, Leah, why don't you guys just make coffee at home? I don't understand. These are the parts that feel pointed to people. And and I understand. We we only live once. We have our likes. I get it. No, it's a bad decision. It's a bad, it's a bad decision. <laughs> I went from getting the lattes and all of that garbage that's six dollars a thing, and I went down, and now I just get a black coffee. So it's I think like two oh five or two twenty or whatever, which is getting still there. ridiculous. Yeah. And I've started making my own coffee at home, but I'm getting nauseous from the taste of it. So I just need to find which oh, I just oh, found yeah. out. I don't know. I just it's just not a good one. So but hmm. um, it's like doing something. I don't know what it is, but I found out that you can again, Costco, you can go to Costco and there's a brand there that's not the Starbucks brand, but it's made by Starbucks. So it's going to taste exactly okay. the same Costco's and amazing. it's a full bag. And so you're done. I yeah. buy the Kirkland brand. You get three <laughs> pounds of coffee for ten dollars. Yeah. I would need a calculator to tell you what that small black cup of coffee costs. It's probably less than 10 cents. Mm -hmm. The cup costs more than the coffee. <laughs> so even $2 for black water, which mm -hmm. again, it's funny. Oh God, Mike, 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 don't, don't come to me for attacking your one and lovely, you know, but like, no, this is great. Like it's, it's less justified. I feel like it makes more sense to buy this style latte because you can't make that at home at least. $2 black coffee you could put in the thermos and I'll do you one better people often ask me um I get asked a lot about coffee because I guess people assume that I'm, I'm I mean I am I love it um I I my coffee project my coffee uh like progression through life has been funny too I went from drip right it used to be a drip with all types types of stuff in it creamers sweet lows equals or whatever then I got into espresso I went through like an Italian kind of phase because I said man I'm drinking all this drip coffee maybe I could just get like the the condensed version, right? And espresso is great. It's a bit of a pain to make. I had the Nespresso machine, which is great. I don't mean to knock it, but it's a lot of work and it doesn't make volumes. It's like that that really wasn't for me. And you know what I ended up now? Somebody somebody actually told me they were like, you know, I got a great idea. I ran into this great coffee idea, but I don't know if it's for you. It's a little strong. And I was like, Yes, what please. Is it? <laughs> so now I uh I cold steep. Because I was having a problem with uh, the Italians called Agita. I was getting heartburn from a lot of black coffee. Mm -hmm. And I was told if you cold brew, cold brewing eliminates yeah. the properties. I, again, I, I, you could, I, that might be wrong. I hate repeating Are you doing it on your own? That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. So cold brew is all the rage now. If you drive it through the neighborhood, all the coffee spots, like we have uh, Chock Full of Nuts, Starbucks, whatever, whatever. They all offer a cold brew now. Man, I'm not going to pay for that i'm allergic to paying for that i don't go in those i places. love cold brew yeah i love it i found um again i looked it up i started researching and i found what's well, the simplest idea it's a uh it's a glass container a glass it looks like a a craft right is that what they call it those wine right like a tall pitcher right and in the picture it has this metal um i guess it's meshed but it's too small to see through but that's how small it needs mm -hmm. and you fill the cylinder with coffee grinds and you just put it in the container and you put it in the fridge and you leave it overnight. So it's the easiest thing to make. One, two, three, easy peasy, Japanesey. And then you can make it. And I fill another container and I kind of drink cold steeped brew now. And it's like, oh my God, change my change my mornings. I'm on fire. I'm always on fire. But yeah, but, yeah, but the, the, the point being, uh, the reason I, I drew that out, how many different bowls did we just get to? I identified a problem. I wouldn't stand for it. I decided to correct it. I not only went to correct it, but I learned something on my own, and I found the cheapest version of it, and now I'm left with a result. 
of I have everything I want. I don't pay the extra. I get all the taste. And that's another one. If you don't like the coffee, Leanne, then I would say you can afford nice coffee if you're making it on your own because that math will still be in your favor. Um, maybe get yourself a really a cool thermos is would be my answer because you shouldn't – right? Don't be deprived. If you want it hot, you deserve it hot. And, you know, you deserve that. So no, I just want the caffeine. I don't care how it comes. If I could just like put it in me, I'd be fine. So like, I don't but care. Thermos is your answer, right? Yeah. And $5 a day. What's your say? It's work days. I love to do math. I love to extrapolate. We're at $25 a week. We're at $100 a month. I mean, that's three ounces of silver right there or the beginning of a trading account. Let's fast forward for the whole year. $1,200 is possibly an ounce of gold or legitimately, legitimately. A real, a real, because the hundred dollars. I hope people understand that would be the only fake dream I've sold. Is that a hundred dollars is really going to do it? It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. But twelve hundred dollars in a five dollar game, in a game that moves. And remember, it's not five dollar increments. It moves in a dollar twenty five increments. The, the base is five dollars, just for people. You know, so you think like, listen, if you miss on a ten point S and P day, not the end of the world. It's only fifty bucks, depending on how you look at it. Like so, twelve hundred dollars just from skipping Starbucks. Once a day during the work week, which doesn't seem like a tremendous sacrifice, on New Year's Day is, hey, how'd you like to start your own business? Here's the cash to do it. There so, it is. Mike, in, it took us a while to get there, as I often do, but I, 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 I refer to myself as a, I'm like a slug. Sometimes like it takes a long time, but I leave like a, a, a uh, remainder, right? Mm-hmm. Like I leave a trail of some goodness sometimes. So you got to kind of <laughs> make sure you check in the backside, you know, see what, what kind of residue, <laughs> what kind of aftermath, you know, I left for you people. But oh, really, I believe there's a huge aftermath here. But it's so, so true. It's so, so true. There's one way in, in, a, in a half hour or less how to go from nothing, yeah. self-auditing, being real, being stringent in your disciplinary plan, enacting the plan, sticking to it, and then making that work. Now think, what else are you into that you could get rid of? Do you have any fancy bags? Maybe you have three. Could you flip one? Do you have, you know, um, oh, Mike, this is perfect. This is perfect. This is perfect. Because now we're going to get into how because I don't want to work at all. Like I don't want to work nine to five. That like, that to me now is like the devil. Mm-hmm. I even take on ventures that you might think are below me. If you saw my income stream, because I'm willing to let them grow because I have multiple streams going on. So the card craze was happening. I was into cards as a youth. I'm into commodities as a trader. I see a live market happening and think, wow, baseball money cards. Like this is, and being a cheapskate, like, this is all me. You know, let me see what I could do here. Uh, I had a talk with a friend of mine, da da da, before you know it. He says, Hey, man, you ever think about raffling? So I said, All right, let's see. So I got, I, at, when I'm not, when everyone else is sleeping, I'm trolling secondhand card markets. Now, granted, uh, I'm going to not to kill people with technicalities of the card market, but again, this will be pertinent. The card market is a giant entity. Okay, be careful trying to enter giant entities and make a change, you know, and create money. Find what you like, find what you think is specialized, and find what you think you can monetize that preferably is not being done already. So 
like I said, there's a million kinds of cards. You could find them in your basement. You could find them there. There's, you could buy them to – now they get graded, right? And grading a card legitimizes it. Now, there's no question of if it's real, how if it's numbered, if it's quality, whatever. So that immediately spoke to me. Graded cards, they're bigger money. People are afraid to grade because let's say you have a card that you love, Mike. Uh, who's your favorite player? Mike, who is your favorite player? Lou Whitaker. Oh, Lou, okay. You have the Lou Whitaker rookie. It looks like it's in great shape. You always protected it because you loved him as a kid, right? The, the angles seem sharp, the whole line. A Lou Whitaker, if it's a 10 out of 10, might be worth a 1000 bucks. But an 8 out of 10, meaning, I mean, they literally put these things on the microscopes, and it, with a little bit of fading or a miscentering, it might be an 8. And an 8 might only be worth 200 bucks. So most people choose to live in the delusion of the car that I have I know is a 10, and they tell themselves that they have this $1,000, right? So there's a couple problems there. We didn't verify, right? We didn't take the extra steps. I mean, these are all problems that transcend the single business that you need to go into your life, right? Remember, not looking to be right. We're looking to be wrong. How is this the wrong move? If you can, if you can, if you can't, I should say, if you can't prove that it's the wrong move, then it's the right move. Rather than say, man, why am I so smart for doing this? Well, I had a great idea. You know, I'm very handsome. You know? <laughs> That's not that's not productive. It's not going to get you where you need to go. So now we have these commodities. And like I said, I'm pretty sharp. I like to haggle. I'm a nefarious cheapskate. Again, goes back to the premiums. I am a nefarious cheapskate. I will not budge. I I set prices. I set my own prices. You don't have it? I'm not paying. I don't pay that. I don't pay that. $2 for a pack of gum? I'll have bad breath until I can get home. Because at Costco, I got 15 packs of gum for $6, something like 40 cents. And now you want $2? That's a 600% markup for a pack of gum. I, 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 my eyeballs are going to come flying out of my face. Like, how, how, how could you forgive yourself? How could you forgive yourself? How I don't know. You, I don't know. How could you How could you ask yourself where you've stumbled in life if you're chewing on $2 gum? Unless your last name is Rockefeller, you shouldn't be chewing $2 gum. You should be chewing Costco gum like the rest of us chadrules that cost us 40 cents, right? But it's still trying out right. Think about the premiums. Think about, think about the means of production, that factor, the production train. And, and where you're getting your, I mean, it, it applies very much to drugs and addiction, right? Because that's what I was doing earlier, was trying to get those drugs higher up on that level. Because I didn't want to pay 25 bucks for a hit of ecstasy. A single one, I could get them for 18 a piece for about 10. I get them for 14 a piece for about 100. I get them for 12 a piece by 1,000, you know? And and like, that's how you need to be thinking, not about drugs. I'm just, just kind of saying, getting them up the line. So let's get back sure. to the raffle stuff and how it applies to what we're saying. Um so I had a passion. I like baseball players. We also, Mike, I mean, this is something you might want to think about too. You know, it's open. I'm not going to be able to maintain this stuff. I, I, I'll be honored if you go chase it, you know. Um, maybe I could back you financially and we could work out a money deal. Like I said, I'm always open, right? So our knowledge of fantasy, particularly like Dynasty and stuff, really works into the card market. You know, you want to buy appreciating players and not get caught with prospects holding the, holding the hot potato, holding the bag, uh -huh. I should say, you know. And I spend the night times trying to get good deals on these commodity cards. Remember, um, I don't just go buy random willy-nilly. I know if I'm buying it from Leanne or if I'm buying it from Mike, that if it says PSA 10, stamp, gem, mint, blah, 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 it's legit. So I know that now I can present that to the public as legit. So I buy desirable things, and then I started raffling them off. I mean, I could be honest, I really don't make much money on it, if at all. I'm just kind of brand building. I was just seeing if I could do this. But look, you see what I'm saying? I've ex decided to experiment with a low-risk venture, even though I don't have to.
And I was hoping, it, um, I give an example, you know, I mean, this is a real life. If anyone that plays in the raffles, I don't lie about it. This is what it is. You know, you could do it yourself. Uh, I had my eye in a Juan Soto card. You know, it was like a hundred bucks. I found a guy at nighttime. He had a poster for a hundred. I also find, remember, people are people. We all have our failings. And if you're going to be trolling secondhand markets, you're going to get your best prices at night when the drugs are kicking in, when people are going through their withdrawals or they got rejected for sex. Or, I, mean, I don't care what it is. Whatever the case is, <laughs> they're tired and off their game. You, the best deals are made at night, right? Maybe desperation, whatever. I don't, unfortunately, I don't care. You know, uh, you know, we could say, well, don't buy cards of drug addicts because that's not right. That's one of those innate inequities. We're going to have to deal with that another time. You know what I mean? It's wrong, but we're going to have to deal with that another time. Right now, I have to deal in the here and the now because, again, in this example, I need to feed my family, right? So I bought the – you buy the Juan Soto card for 75 bucks. You got to pay a little bit of taxes. You got to ship it. Let's say it costs you 80 85 Turn around and sell 10 raffle tickets for $12 a piece, let's say. Now, you got people with 12 bucks. To get a you know decent shot at getting a legitimate commodity, a Juan Soto rookie card. I sell the tickets online. I mean, not to get too deep in the weeds. Yeah, come right on Twitter. You can bring them by Twitter feed right now. I like people send you. All right, here's so twelve bucks. Your, now well, you have uh, again because uh, it's all verified. Maybe people will want to check it out. Hey, like I'm promoting. So I'm MLB moving averages. So um, again, if you want to learn, you want to make a brand, learn how to be savvy with social media, and. Particularly on Twitter, you want to use unique terms to hashtag. That way you can refer to your own stuff all the time. So I'm MLB moving averages. That's MLBMA. And a, a, the car, a card in its best quality is called a gem. So my hashtag is MLBMA gems. And now if you were to look at that, you'd get all of my stuff and my stuff alone. Right? Oh, kind of slick. Always think, right? Think about branding. Think about how you're going to be able to go back on your own stuff. So I put it on a Twitter. Um there are there's a third party site that runs the raffles with two <laughs> separate two separate randomizers. So it has a randomizer, but you run a randomizer to tell you how many times to run the randomizer. So it's and they give you a verification code. So like if you lose, you could go check it and check the timestamps and the entries and stuff. It like uh, it's okay, totally verified. So it's all on the level. It's all legit. You know sure. you know what you're getting into. You're paying twelve bucks for a one in ten shot at a hundred dollar one soto card. I mean. Is winning raffles a great investment strategy? No, it's not. Okay, I'm not going to say that it is. But, hey, you know, if you have cash, it's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? It is pretty cool, and it's fair. You know, and you might not have wanted to spend the, the 100 bucks on the card. You know, you might not have been up at 2.30 to get the $75 offer I got because it wasn't there in the morning. You know, again, these things are about hard work and always banging the, you know, you got to keep hitting on the dam to look for the break. You know, it's not always going to be there. But if you don't try, you're never going to know. So here we go, Mike. Quick numbers. We spent 80 bucks in the card. We ended up flipping it for 120. I just need 50% on something that I would have never been able to make 50% on anywhere else. Um, while I kind of now, like, because I'm dealing in commodities that are desirable, they sell themselves. These I've had five or six raffles now. One, it's funny. I learned my own lesson. One of them actually went overnight because it was Kyle Tucker. He's on the Astros, Leanne. They got in trouble for cheating. So mm. they're not... You know, it's not desirable. They're not particularly desirable. And I had a, a, an autographed rookie card that I thought was like, you know, that's the best thing you'd have, right? And I couldn't even – I had a trouble getting rid of it even for like 60 bucks. I had a hard time. Uh, yesterday I had Wander Franco. Mike, right? Super hot prospect. Wander Franco. Sure. 
may not even play this year, may actually get replaced at shortstop. Don't tell the people paying for these things. It is what it is. It's a hot commodity. <laughs> I put it out a half an hour later, the thing was sold. Wow. So one answer, again, in four million words or less, would be, man, if I really need money, one of the first things I would do is I would find things I have a value to sell. I would mm-hmm. try to fund some raffles, right, or fund a trading account. So right off the bat, I didn't just give you one. There's two viable entrepreneurial ventures, right, that you can go get, and nobody could stop you. Nobody could tell you no. Nobody could make your hours of operation. You know, I've been that guy, boss, going to get some more overtime and need some more hours. No, I make the hours. I make the hours, okay? Make your own hours. Set your own path. And it might, and even though your decision may have said, well, I needed the hourly wage, that's fine. Your other jobs, you'll make your own path. And if you're successful, those two ventures, you may get a third open venture. You might find a fourth open venture. Maybe the raffle thing really takes off. I mean, I'm at the point now, I was asking my wife, she hates the idea because she's just totally adverse to... It's funny because I am Mr. Risk. We're going to invest. I'm putting thousands of dollars into these things that sound absurd. And she's like... (laughs) If it's more than three bucks, she's not interested. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't like to put a dollar in the claw machine at the carnival. Like, you know, it's a we're totally <laughs> different. That's great, man. The yin and yang, the balance, you know, the, the, the balance exists. Um, I was thinking about maybe going up or a touch, you know, man, there are cards that go for the thousands. And maybe I buy a three thousand dollar card and trying to raffle it off for thirty five hundred, maybe make five hundred bucks. Oh boy. Now, hold on, make it five hundred bucks, even if it took you a week. Now we're getting towards like a pay, like a legitimate pay. Mm-hmm. Let's say on top of it, you were able to churn out a couple points a day in the market. Again, I'm not, I hate when people do that. Well, you just go and you make $500 a day in the stock market. No one's doing that, especially with a little bit of money. But if you had the $1,200 that Leanne saved by not drinking Starbucks, she enters the market. It's very realistic to have a three, two to three point goal a day where you're making maybe 10 or 15 bucks a day. And maybe that's, 50 bucks a week. And let's say one of the weeks doesn't pan out. You know, you lose, you break even, maybe make $125 that, that month. And if you fast forward it, that's another 1200. So now you doubled up your 1200 is now 2400 while you were making money raffling and you haven't lifted a finger yet. Right. Cause these things you could yeah. still be doing, uh, um, walking dogs, right. We talk about, well, I'm, I'm trying to be realistic. You could <laughs> video you could game streams. <laughs> uh, I don't believe in the driving, uh, in the driving for money. I, I, Oh, Ubering. Yeah, for me, that math doesn't work it's out. Awful. It's awful. It's trash. I, trust me, I did three years of it, and uh, I did it full I like time. The, I yeah, did it I full like time, so I know. I After the, the taxes, you lose. Car, you lose. Yeah, plus your car is depreciating. You know well, what I mean? I had a Honda Accord. That was a perfect car for it. Well, the car, Honda yeah, Accord it is, was a perfect car for well, that. But you're right. It depreciates, and you get nothing from them. And that's even worse now. The margins are worse three years later. In 2017, it was okay. Now it's awful. Do not do it. But I think, but again, lessons to be had everywhere. So you you brought up a very viable, you know, a viable opportunity for a lot of people. But just because it's there, right? It's almost like that work you're doing that doesn't pay off. You got to look at it. What is this going to cost me? Again, back to being able to say no. Just because it's an opportunity doesn't mean it's the opportunity for you. You know, right. you may be better served researching, learning, and studying than you are actually getting money, right? Oh, yes. Another one of my favorite quotes. Um, I believe this one is Abraham Lincoln. And he said, if you gave me five hours to chop down a tree, I would spend the first four sharpening the ax. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let that, let that sink in, you know, and, and that's how I am. 
And I used to get that on the on the as an electrician all the time. Uh, Mike, you have a job to do. Lee has a job to do. I have a job to do. An hour later, you guys are you know blowing it, and I'm like, got my nose in the book, and I have a ruler out. You know, and they're like, yo, what the fuck? You are so far behind. I said, <laughs> not only am I going to finish first, we're not going to have to redo mine, and a lot of times that would be the case, right? Uh, the plan. It's that that transcends all businesses. Plan. No. Make sure you're planning. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of different things you could do, man. I mean, shipped is a thing that you can, you know, buy people's groceries for them. And there's so oh, many different things. I Look, this has been, John, we want to have you back. This has been so much, so much. I'm going to have to go back. <laughs> this is the best no. thing ever. Yeah, this is, <laughs> so I'm so fun. glad that we did this. You know, we... This is what life is about. We said, hey, maybe we should Holy do something cow, about talking about these types of things. And we that actually was, did it. No, we were on forever. Oh my God. Holy yeah. crap. Oh my yes. God. And you know what's funny? We man, we hardly really scratched a lot of the surfaces, but there's so much more. I, I hope if anyone made it through the entire thing, it's um There's still people watching. We haven't had zero viewers at all. We've had people have been watching the entire like, I, time. I, you so. know, I I quite literally come from zero. And I've gone from zero to much and then back to zero. And listen, those choices are all yours. And no one is going to tell me where I'm going to end up. I'm yes. going to determine that. And that has to be up to everybody. Right? So, Mike, I, I, I want to hear from you. The next update is going to be simply which premiums you were able to replace. That's what I want to hear from you. Which things were you able to buy wholesale which things were you able to find with generic replacements? Can I here? Let me let me out myself a little bit here. Let me out myself as somebody who proclaims to be you know financially independent. Um, I am habitually found at the dollar store. <laughs> why? I'll tell you why I'm at the dollar store. I looked at the basket of groceries, particularly cleaning supplies, and said, "It's got to be a better way." Has to be a better way. I went from, so you go from, this progression is important. I went from retail to wholesale. I still wasn't happy. <laughs> I wasn't happy. Because not everything in Costco is necessarily cheap. It is cheap on a per unit basis, but not for not for nefarious cheapskates. Yeah. I end up in the dollar store, and I see like the same brands that I use. And again, remember people, be selective. The t-shirt and the Nikes. Some things are T-shirts. Some things are Nikes. Okay. Yeah. Go to the supermarket. You pay for Heinz ketchup. Okay. You don't buy the makeshift ketchup. You don't buy the makeshift peanut butter. Go buy Skippy. You deserve it. You know, but buy Skippy <laughs> at wholesale. Buy Heinz at wholesale. Those things are Nikes. Okay. Something like wood polish is probably a white T-shirt. And they have that at the dollar store. Leanne loves the dollar store. You don't have to tell and her. I see the same. But remember, we, we, we've got to be very specific about using greeting cards. That's the yeah, number one. You're going to yeah. spend $7 on a greeting oh. card. Yeah. If you give me a $6 greeting card, I will rip it up. Then <laughs> it's don't gotten to the me. point my family will not buy me. Like they'll buy cards for other people. They will not buy oh, me I anything but a dollar store card yep. here. Yeah. My dollar store has two for a dollar if you go to the old ones. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Like if a dollar for a dollar. You okay. can now get packs from the dollar store. You can get packs that have four or five inside of there. And then you can do it. And it yeah. means the same thing. Write a nice message in it. Like instead of getting a Hallmark and signing your name, get a dollar store, 
and tell them oh, that you love them. Oh, but I want them. the uh, sounder in there. If you open it up, it makes a noise and stuff. It's I'll so make a noise when you open cool. it up. Let's get at it. Listen, greeting cards, perfect example. Mm-hmm. Cleaning supplies, um, something like dish soap. Mm-hmm. It's literally joy. Like I, my dollar store has joy. The same joy I might buy. Yeah. And now that's what I really I soft mean, scrub. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah. Stuff. Ooh, right, right. That's what, Can I say something just yeah, really quickly for the Canadian no, listeners? No, 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 no. Yeah, I have to. So you need to go to the Dollar Tree, not the Dollar Store, because now the Dollarama that we have, they've been doing it that it's dollar, two dollar, three dollar, four dollar for items. Ooh, so go oh to the Dollar Tree and you get the same things for a buck twenty-five, no matter what you look at. So you're not going to get into trouble. Yep. Good tip, yep. Leanne. Yep. You know, great tip for our you, Canadians. You know what else I get? I save a lot. And again, I like to dress the parents every so often. I have a five-year-old girl, lots of arts and crafts. That stuff's all in the dollar store. Mm-hmm. Uh, googly eyes and pom-poms and sticks and glue and uh, you, you name it. Glitter. I mean, just literally, yeah. quite literally, everything that your kid is going to have for a project that costs five, six, eight dollars at Michael's is a mm-hmm. dollar at the dollar store. So, And they're very happy with it. Oh, Right, right there. Okay, so I, I wish I had thought of the dollar store first. That, if I could rewind, is my is my initial answer. We lost our jobs. We, we you know, we went bankrupt. We have to. I got to start from scratch. Go into the dollar store, and find out what you can replace properly. Remember, without don't sacrifice. You don't have to drink sour juice, right? We're not talking. Yeah, about you don't have to. <laughs> You have to right, eat uh, contaminated food or just that's awful right. processed stuff well, that's so bad. For I, you, I had the argument. I've had the food argument with a few people before, which is funny. They're like, "No, food is where I draw the line," and I'm like, "Listen, I don't really buy food at the dollar store, but like, I bought, I bought Domino sugar at the like. Is that like is that wrong? I mean, it's funny because I know what you're talking about. Like, and listen, and it's sad. Some people are in the dollar store shopping for their groceries. Okay, so I'm not knocking anybody. You you get it how you got to get it. Okay, I'm not at the point where I'm buying like dinner at dollar. No, we're not. I'm not that cheap yet. I'm not there. But that's fine. But, but that being said, they need to pay attention to the fact. Don't be intimidated that you can't afford the grocery store because going to the grocery store, you might be getting a better thing. For the ladies with shoes, I see people in Payless. I'll go into Payless and I'll see people, and I go into Payless so then I can have the conversation with my mom, and I'll be like, <laughs> Mom. Didn't we just see like shoes just like this for like $20 or like they were like 20 bucks or whatever at Macy's on sale? And isn't the sale going on right now? And we'll just go and do that conversation in the thing. So then people can be like, "Er, I didn't even think about doing that. So they're buying, like you said, the garbage running shoe for $40 or you can go somewhere and get it on sale for less money, for quality that will last you. Yeah, I actually, I think I, I think I prioritize saving on the good than just trying to get the lowest possible price. You know, and it becomes kind of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I, we love the Extreme Cheapskate Show. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's really very oh. funny. It'll they'll run it on the Learning Channel from time to time. It's kind of it's old now at this point, but it really is very funny. And these people that have these, I mean, just it's too much. They've gone too far, <laughs> but it is. I'm not saying you're gonna learn some stuff, but there there is some there are some cool nuggets. There are some cool nuggets. I, just how far people will take it. But for me, finding apples to apple replacements is 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 not uh, again. I don't know how to speak. For here, there's a stigma. I, I'm just gonna say it outright. Mm-hmm. Where I am, reputation still something, and there's a stigma. You go in the dollar store. 
most of my friends' wives would not be caught in a dollar store. They would make fun of you for being in the dollar store. They like what they think goes on there. Like, you know, government cheese is handed out and just drug deals and crap games and stuff. And it's just the furthest thing from the truth. It's just a really yeah. cool kind of store. I know what I'm getting. And I grab, you know, I grab Windex and polish. Perfect example. I like to buy, I buy dish sponges. Do you really give a crap like where you dish sponge? I don't understand where it comes from. And it'll be the person. With the Starbucks coffee and the three dollar sponge, complaining about how they don't have any money, and I'm like, you have eight dollars of waste in your hands right now. Yep. But you're telling me, but you're telling me you don't have any money. I'd say you have it. You just don't know what to do with it. That is the key right there. That that is a perfect place to wrap up the show. This has wow. been such an incredible experience. Let's Damn. have a let's have you back on in like a month or so or six weeks, whatever is convenient. We'll check in. We'll see what Damn. you know. We'll see what kind John, of changes that maybe I've made. We'll awesome, kind of we'll see. If, We've learned any lessons from John and what he's taught us today. This has been really, really useful stuff. I hope you warned you properly. I I don't know. What else could you say? I'm just a handful, right? I'm a handful. There's nothing we can do, John. We just do it. Really what he said, he just said, he's from New York. You'll love him. He was right. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's another one, too. Like, it's so... Jeez, I don't know. You know what I found, though, that I have liked as I meet people, you know, cool, like adults from around this? It's not it's not as negative. And I, I get that from them. I mean, I don't I don't mean to say people don't like New Yorkers. I mean, I have people say, well, you know, man, like I the way that your type comes off on the TV, they're like, it's not like that's not how it is. <laughs> like I'll like yeah. surprise. Like people say, Oh, I'm surprised that you're kind of, you know, you're well spoken at points, or you know, you're a lot friendlier than I thought. Well, people think they're gonna get it's really a damn shame. You guys have been stereotyped it. forever. It's been a Yo, decades and decades of and, stereotypes. And you know what? And, to those people I mentioned that throw around racist and white, they're the first people to slander Italians. Like somehow the slander of Italians, that part's okay. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. The, the 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 person the person crying about you know defaming people uses the word guinea or says like hey, it's like absurd. These things don't bother me. I don't care. I've always felt right, but people need to spend you, more you know time. You know it's out there. You know right. It's out I've there always felt as much as my, as hard as I try to not offend you, I should try just as hard to not be offended myself and wonder where it came from. You know what I mean? Because even, yeah. And if you're at the point where it's like, wow, no, like that was offensive, then that person is not worth bothering with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if Mike right. offended me, I have to think, there's where, where is it coming from? And if there's somebody I just don't like that's just mean, then you just kind of cut them loose. You know, but I love I love perspective stuff. You guys are awesome. That's why you are similar to me. Like our Twitter, we're able to exist on Twitter. You and I because we don't get into those. I have my Sesame Place furry Christmas cup. You know what I mean? Look at that. Dollar twenty five. I'm a massive. I'm a massive dad. We went to Disney in matching shirts. I mean, yeah. What I I dead serious. I live and die for my family. I think that let that be the last thing is. That was my motivation is to not work nine to five, not because I hate work and I hate Dan and I, because you could have a nine to five that's very fulfilling. Mm -hmm. I wanted anything that I could do to spend as much time with my wife and my kids as I could. That's beautiful. Yes, we love each other very much, but there will be no children here. There'll be no kids. So, God bless you. I was of that mindset very much, so I felt very strongly about it. That's more um, her than me, by the way. That's like, she's different. She's not your typical lady, I will say. So. We'll come over to New York and play with your kids. We love. Oh, children. she loves oh, other great. people's oh, kids. Yeah, Mike, so. Mike must be phenomenal with with children. Oh, he is. 
Yeah, I can only imagine. My daughter, Mike, would eat you. My daughter would eat you up, Mike. She would yeah. absolutely eat you up because you're so much fun, you know? So That's actually fun. a fun thing. Uh, I'm actually thinking about, you know, Leanne's like, you need to be a narrator for, like, audiobooks and kids, stuff, like, storytelling and uh, Mike, writing songs for kids and stuff. Like, there's right a market there. there. I want to hear that you've taken one step the next time. Okay. Well, call let's somebody. do it. Call. That's two things. Call, call you know, call, call somebody. Find out, like, do we know, you know anything about the business? And if not, learn something about that business. Because there is a talent that you have that's natural, that you have a passion for. It's very hard to replace, right? And not to say, it's funny because I mentioned about your your skill set in fantasy baseball, where I think you've managed to succeed is by not being a carbon copy of what's going on. There's a lot of the same. And it's funny, my work in a lot of ways resembles that same. I have my own spin because all my stuff is kind of, you know, is out there. Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. But yeah, but like, you know, we're, we're both a little different. Like, I kind of took the same idea and I put my spin. You changed the idea, you know? So, man, you you got to pursue, you got to pursue this stuff because it feels like you're a couple decisions away from not being there because it takes a long time, you know, but being on the path to where you're saying, yo, what the hell am I doing here? You know what I mean? I'm getting money from this, and I'm getting money from this. Getting money from this blah, 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 blah. And before you know, just build. You know what I mean? Build, 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 build. Even if it's on, hey, man, those cars or something, you might yeah, you rock, you might buy and secondhand sell. You know? I'm not above anything. <laughs> yeah. I actually, knew a fr- I actually knew a friend bringing up the dollar store one last time. He was buying stuff for the dollar store and then selling it for two bucks. Because a lot of those things are actually have two dollars worth of value, particularly yeah. for somebody on the run, right? So if yes. you have, geez, packs of napkins or rolls of paper towels or like band aids and stuff, you have the most random stuff, cleaning products, two bucks. It's like you said with the gum, man. They get you on the moment. You're like, oh, pack yeah. of gum. I'm just, so I gotta have it now. And and he's turning 100% cash profit on this on this stuff. So that's great. Think in terms of resale. Think in terms, right? The factors of production. There we go again. Where on that ladder and the supply chain? That's right. That's the word. Where, where in the supply chain have you entered the trade? And the closer to the source, the more productive and profitable you're going to be, basically across the board. Yeah, absolutely. What you're seeing here, John, now the show that you're on, that we're on together, is a representation of more effort and dedication. Me and Leanne said, let's just start doing, you know, so what I'm doing in fantasy baseball or where I am anywhere else, it's all because I'm fully committed for the first time in my life. I'm sick of naysaying myself and self-doubting myself. I said, I'm going to get in the game. I I got stuff I can do. I I have some things I can offer to people. So this is where we are now. And this is the first time in my life I've truly gone all in on myself, I guess. Wow. That's That's what I like to hear. Betting on yourself, man. Betting mm-hmm. on yourself. Hey, listen, if you're not going to bet on yourself, no one else is going to bet on you, right? Right. And, I, yeah. I used every naysay in the book. I'd be like, well, self-doubt and shame and guilt. and like, Well, you know, free will, and I'm just going to chill out. And life's easy here if I'm just downstairs yeah. in the basement with it. my video games and my food. And no one's bothering me. And, you know, hey, I got a job. I mean, everything's paid for. But it, it's not that. living. It's Isn't not living. It I, be, there was that good one. I've heard satisfaction is the death of desire. You know, as a, mm. I've, I've heard Ooh, that before. I'm going to mix I, that I'm, in with my comparison is the death of joy thing. I like that. Yeah, I'm complac- complacency. Man, and again, look at me. I'm a perfect example of where complacency can be truly toxic in a way. Yeah, I know it better than anybody, or at least so as happy. good as anybody. <laughs> you know, I was, and even if we want to talk about more extrapolating rates, you know, I put myself in a position where, let's say, you're, you're not totally unhealthy, but let's say you put on a, uh, two pounds a month. 
it's pretty easy to put on two pounds a month. Mm -hmm. It is. Forward, in the same time that it took Leanne to save that twelve hundred on Starbucks, you know, I put on twenty five pounds. Right. All in there the same go. time frame, right? That, that right. year, that's it's elapsing. So you can't stop it. So mm -hmm. it's what we're gonna do with it in that time frame. We covered yes. so much good stuff, man. That was really oh my nice. God. Thank you, John. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we want to thank John. Double shaka. Leanne is. I'm hopefully. I was really hoping that Leanne would be happy with this. So I'm really glad that Leanne's happy. <laughs> I think we did pretty good. This is I so good. Okay, three yeah. hours is probably right in line with my expectations. I have to go. <laughs> yeah, we all got to go. Yes. I know. All right. Know. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. This has been the First Day Pod. Forget First Day Pod of ProtonMail.com. It's been a real pleasure. John L., check him out at MLB Moving Averages on Twitter if you want to maybe hit him up. I'm sure he'd be happy to answer some questions. Thank you so much. This Love is our special... Here. <laughs> yeah, and of course, Cork Stats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cork Stats. I mean, this isn't a fantasy baseball audience, want, so I don't know. Maybe somebody. If you want any more of me after this, I would consult the psychiatrist. <laughs> nice, nice. But no, your Cork Stats is great, too. So if, even if you're not a fantasy baseball player, he knows a lot about sports get betting and things like that, too. So with sports betting being legalized here in Michigan and other places, John's a good guy to hit up. So. All right, thank you so much, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for the Sunday morning coffee. Oh, I love you so much. Take care.